0: Welcome to Human Connections, an oral history podcast program curated by students in the Literary Arts Department at Mississippi School of the Arts. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mississippi School of the Arts Literary Podcast, Human Connections. My name is Diego Mendez, and I'm glad you can be here. For today's episode, I interviewed one of my best Judies, Woody Smith, who recently came back from basic training for the National Guard. I just wanted to catch up with one of my besties who I felt I hadn't seen in forever. Also though, as we're both individuals of the LGBTQ plus community, I wanted to get to know how his specific experience was during training. Here's some of the moments he recalled about that experience. So, what were your, some of your biggest challenges once you got there?
1: My biggest challenge was living with 40-plus dudes in one room. Mm-hmm. Um, i will say that was pretty bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Having to share the latrine well, shower in the mm-hmm. bathroom and everything. Because um, you normally only live with your sister, right? Yeah. And, like, parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, living with people... You know, different backgrounds, ethnicities, and all of that. It was it was pretty rough. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned there were a lot of
0: different people. Was there a big queer representation? No, that you noticed
1: no <laughs> in the in the army. <laughs> it's really just do your own thing. You know, mm-hmm. like don't tell your business. Don't do that. You know. You can be how you want to be in the Army because they got rules and laws now that you can't be discriminated against for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, some people still got bullied and stuff like that. Stuff happens.
0: Did you yourself experience any hate?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Somebody had called me a faggot. I was defending my friend. And um, he said something about my friend I did not like. I don't know what he said. He said he looked like a monkey. And I was like, uh-uh. So, I chased him out the door, cussing him <laughs> out of everything like that. And they was walking down the stairwell. And I told them, I was like, y'all come back up here and say it to my face. And they said, shut up, faggot. Ooh. I completely lost my mind. I think I had to be held back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't
0: imagine. It's awful. It was bad. It's really bad. So... Would you say there was, with the few in the LGBT community, would you say there were many differences or comparisons that could be made to the yeah. LGBT community outside of training?
1: Mm. Like, I'll say, you know, you can tell if, some, sometimes you can tell if somebody is a certain way or not, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just can't. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I guess in the military, it's not like everybody's not open, you know, mm-hmm. like expressing themselves. Because in the military, we all one person, you know, nobody different from the other. Like we wear the same clothes, everybody wearing green. Mm-hmm. Um. So you really can't tell about you know you can't express yourself, so you can't really tell unless the way they talk or the way they their body language. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I say that's the that's a different part from mm-hmm. civilian life and military
0: and do you think that lack of
1: self-expression
0: like aids or further unifies the group as a whole
1: i say it unifies because um you know not everybody gonna like what you're doing Mm -hmm. so i say if everybody doing the same thing nobody trying to be different then what we're working for is perfect but you know in the civilian world you can be as different as you want to but in Uncle Sam, the army <laughs> you do what he tell you to do. You look how he tell you to look and everything runs smoothly. Right. So you'd
0: say in a sense you agree with in history the um the whole scenario of Don't Ask Don't Tell? Do you think it like you agree with it?
1: Mm I think I do in that type of situation right there Mm -hmm. because behind closed doors you never know what's gonna happen like you're not always around Mm -hmm. somebody in power or in charge like a drill sergeant or something like that that can save you from a social situation going on Mm -hmm. cause like once you leave from around them it's open season you know
0: right?
1: (laughs) everybody can say whatever they want unless you file a report you know all that extra stuff but I think it's good don't ask don't tell
0: So, I have to admit, it was hard hearing some of the trials he had to endure. As a friend, I felt bad because there was nothing I can do now that those moments had passed. And also, when he focused on the sense of unification and similarity needed amongst the crowd, it was was weird. Woody just has such a loud personality that's enjoyable. So, it was difficult to imagine him coming just another person in training. That didn't seem like the Woody I knew. I began to wonder at this point in the interview how different the Woody in front of me may have become. Then though, <laughs> the interview shifted. I got to hear about some of the lively scenarios that I could certainly start to imagine him. him in. Here it is now. So, how do you feel about the time you spent in training?
1: Um, I liked it. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Um, because I'm not soft. I'm not one of those soft people that get hurt and but hurt about everything. But, um, you know, I made sure that everybody knew you respect me, I respect you. And if you talk to me, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we're here to do our job. We're, we're making money. It's a job, you mm-hmm. know? And we're learning how to be freaking soldiers. So I just, hmm, I just made it fun for myself. And I hung out with people that I knew would make my experience better. What were some of the ways that you made it fun? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We would sing cadences, like somebody will say something, and then Mm -hmm. the next, like the whole group will sing it out loud. We would do that, like, marching up and down the um, street, going to, like, to work out or going to the D-Fact. That's um, another thing. Um, we had this thing called Latrine Club. And um, so, in the bathroom, <laughs> me and my besties, we would just be in the bathroom just talking for, like, hours on end. Like, we would be in the bathroom. Normally, we got to be up at let's say, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. We would be in the bathroom just talking. Like, getting to know each other, you know, asking each yeah. other about our lives. You know, and I made some really good friends that way. I still stay in contact with them to this day. Mm. So, like, what's another thing. Uh, we had a fight club. It really wasn't like... <laughs> Can you <laughs> it wasn't, talk about it? <laughs> it wasn't, we wasn't punching each other. We were just wrestling. Um, seeing who could pin who down. You know, fun things. Like, so, in the Bay, it's like three floors and like, 1st mm-hmm. Platoon, 2nd Platoon, 3rd Platoon, and 4th Platoon. And I think we had, I was in 4th Platoon, so we had 1st Platoon and 4th Platoon together. So we had, you know, boys from a different platoon all together in there with us. Yeah, And all the boys came up to 4th Platoon just to wrestle. <laughs> it was fun. We were just seeing, like, you know, we sized each other up, like, weight class and height, you know, mm-hmm. who would, what would be a good wrestle match. It was fun. Oh my god, it sounds legit.
0: (laughs) So, I enjoyed this part of the interview especially because it showed me how Woody and just people in general were able to find humanity again in something like military training which can become grim and taxing emotionally and physically. And most importantly, I loved hearing that through it all, my friend was still the same person I remembered leaving those couple of months ago. So I want to challenge you all listening now to always find those moments of positive relief in your own little ways when you need the most. When they don't seem apparent, just make them reality. I've heard firsthand how easy it is, and now you have too, so no excuses. And... I wanted to give now a special thank you to Woody for doing this interview with me. I always enjoy getting the chance to hang out so much. And also, last but not least, a thank you to the listeners of the podcast. Thank you and keep dreaming. Thank you for joining us as we present and preserve important voices in our community. More episodes are on the way. In the meantime, follow the Literary Department on Instagram at msa.literary. We rise, we fly, we shine.